Welcome to Fantasy Night, the show that would be buff if there weren't so many good programs on TV. I'm William Bush, your host, also known as Reploid Bill on reploidproductions.com. Let's get the contact information out of the way right off the bat. If you would like to talk to me or anybody else, for that matter, that is on Reploid Production or simply ask a question, tell us how we're doing, or critique us and tell us how much you hate the show and you won't be back. That's also available to you. Our contact information on Google+, Plus, you can find me as William Bush. You can also find me on Facebook as William Bush. Reploid Productions has a YouTube, that's no space, a YouTube channel, Reploid Productions. Uh, there's also reploidproductions.com, that's no space in that word there. And also, there is a Reploid Productions group page on Facebook, where I post all of these videos all the time. We're on iTunes and eBlogger. We are also on a couple other little networks, if you find us out there, uh, including, very rarely, Newgrounds. Now, Let's go ahead and get into today's topic. As I promised before, I am going to start reviewing some of the Spider-Man comic books and going over the general story as it built up over the years. That way those that simply don't care to go back can listen to some of the things that I have to say here and then they'll know pretty much what happened throughout the course of his legacy up to the present day as far as I can take it, whenever I can take it. So... Amazing Fantasy 15 is where this Spider-Man story began, and just to get this out of the way, the cover is absolutely famous. It's Spider-Man, and he's swinging on one of his web lines, and he's got a guy held by his other hand, and his form that we're used to nowadays is not quite there. He's still very human in the way that he's swinging around. He doesn't doesn't quite have all the movement that he has when Todd McFarlane takes over, but that's quite a ways off. Spider-Man also still has the little web wings, the little things under his armpits, web pits, or whatever you want to call them. And those have been something that's kind of shown up and went away multiple times throughout the history of the character. There's not a guarantee that they're ever going to be around from one point to another. Now... Right off the bat, as I said before, as I'm trying to become way more into fandom than I've been before and try to teach myself different things, I'm going to honor the people that actually made this. At the bottom of the first page, where there's a bunch of kids, Flash Thompson and Liz are, are two of the main people that are going to be mentioned often. They're sitting there kind of laughing at Parker. He's he's really super skinny. He's got that stupid vest on and a tie and everybody else is dressed a little more casual than he is, which kind of shows part of his character, but I really like this opening page. There is a spider like in the back, there's kind of a shadow and it's going on to another panel and it shows kind of the outline of Spider-Man very heroic with the Superman type of pose and a spider above and webs on the back. Uh, signed at the very start of this is Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Now, from what I understand, they did do this first book together. I believe Steve, Steve Ditko probably did an awful lot of the work, if not all of it, I'd imagine. And Stan Lee was more the guy that wrote the story and probably did portions of the lettering here and there. 
Of course, this opens up. It's got his Uncle Ben and everybody. His Uncle Ben and Aunt May are sitting there talking to him, and they're having their good day and whatnot. And he's just very super, super skinny little kid, but he's kind of a goofy, nerdy kid. He's getting picked on. You see a couple of the comics, a couple of the, the, the columns, one Flash Gordon's kind of pushing him away. He's falling backwards, and everybody's kind of making fun of him. And he says, look, there's a great new exhibit at the science hall tonight. Would any of you like to go with me? And they all laugh at him. He's basically a big friggin' joke. And he goes to the science exhibit by himself because nobody cares to hang out with him. Now, I'm not going to say that being, like, I feel like he should have had some friends. They make him a major outcast in this, and I don't know how relatable it is to say, I have no friends at all, but maybe that's just me. Anyways, he goes to the science exhibit where he watches this atomic demonstration. During the demonstration, a tiny spider comes down in between these two I'm not sure what they are. It's some sort of a... Uh, basically says that they can control radioactive waves between these two orbs that are shooting radioactive waves back and forth with one another. And the spider comes down in the middle of it. And now the spider is radioactive. It lands on Parker. And it bites him. He says, it bit me. But why is it burning so? And then... He says, uh, my head feels strange, I need some air, and even the scientists are laughing at him. Oh, you got a weak stomach, you can't handle the demonstration. And he goes outside, and as he's walking, he's looking at his hands, and he says, what's happening to me? I feel different, as though my entire body has changed with some sort of fantastic energy, as if he can already tell that he's Spider-Man. And this car honks because he's not paying attention. He walks into the road like an idiot. Yeah, that's genius level. And then he jumps out of the way and he grabs onto the building that was to the side. He realizes that he's simply hanging on the building and then he starts climbing up the building. He's absolutely stunned. He climbs up the whole building and when he gets to the top, he reaches up to pull himself up and he grasps this... Uh, it's like a metal pipe, exhaust pipe, at the top of the building, and he crushes it like paper. He figures out that he's incredibly strong, he's incredibly fast, he can stick to surfaces. He starts testing out how, how balanced he is. He starts climbing down tiny wires and things like that. He says, I can walk down this cable as effortlessly as effortless, effortless, Look, now I can't talk. I'm trying to move too fast. Let me slow it down. He crawls, he crawls down a support cable as effortlessly as a spider could, or at least that's the way he describes it. Then he says he's got to have time to think, to figure out what to do with this ability. And it says that it takes him a few minutes. It literally says a few minutes later... This will be a good chance to test my power. And it says uh, $100 to the man who can stay in the ring three minutes with Crusher Hogan. Now, <laughs> we'll just leave that one alone. Um, in the movie, you remember they, 
made him bone saw for for people that probably recognize that. And I don't even think Crusher Hogan was mentioned in the 1990s series where they showed him when he talked about how he was a wrestler. Now, he puts together a costume, and it's a real joke of a costume. He wears like a bandana around his entire head and a sweatshirt. That's his, that's his Spider-Man costume. But he still wears these goofy 1960s dress shoes, so whatever. Anyways, he goes into the match. He jumps all around the guy. He picks him up with one arm. He goes to do like a body slam, but the guy's freaking out because he climbs up this pole and he's going to jump this very great distance body slamming and the guy's like, put me down, sorry, put me down, you win, you're not human. And it just so happens that there is a promoter who is watching the event. Promoter comes up at the end and he's like, hey, uh, here's, here's this money. Listen, friend, I'm a TV producer. With that act of yours, I can make you a fortune. And he's like, that would be Great, that's exactly what I need. Later, it shows him at home, and this is kind of something weird. It says, uh, showmanship hasn't seen anything yet. Since I have the powers of a spider, I'll design myself a spidey costume. And, oh, hi, Aunt May. Now, Aunt May and Ben are in the room while he's sewing the Spider-Man costume at this very moment. Like, he doesn't even seem to be hiding it very well. I'm not sure how they never noticed it. They basically just say, You look a little tired. Uh, you look a little tired, Petey. We brought you some crackers and milk. Oh, man, that's living right there. Some crackers and milk. Moving forward, it shows after that, <clears throat> he's trying to decide how to put this show on because he wants to make money. So he creates the web fluid. It basically says, crackers and milk, bless them, if they only knew. And I don't know what that's about. But it says, this little device should do the trick. It doesn't explain how he knew how to make the webbing. He just simply knew. And in the show, they tried to say that he somehow knew because of his spider powers, that it was somehow ingrained in his mind all of a sudden as to how to do it. But in this, they don't explain it at all. They're just like, yeah, he made these web shooters. So he shoots a line on the ceiling, crawls up and hangs there for a minute and tests the power of it, says, okay, world, better hang on to your hat. Next, he goes to the film studio where he shoots the web at a candle and puts out a candle. He crawls up the ceiling. He hangs from the top of the ceiling by a web. He does a couple swings and a flip. And that's enough to make him sensational. So he leaves the show. And as he's going out into the hallway, because his show's over, he's ready to go home, a thief runs by. And he basically says, hey, what's going on? And they're like, they're like, what's with you, mister? Because he lets the guy run right by. This is the classic Spider-Man story. He says, what's with you, mister? All you had to do was trip him or something. And he says, sorry, pal. That's your job. I'm through being pushed around by anyone. From now on, I look out for number one. That means me. So he's real douchey. And he could have easily tore this little guy apart. The guy had no gun or anything. He goes home. He 
talks with his aunt and uncle for a while. Uh, they get him a microscope. He's all excited about that. And he continues doing his little thing. He, for a while, there's a whole bunch of papers over here at the left part of the column, and it says, Spider-Man slated for new TV series. Spider-Man wins Showbiz Award. Spider-Man plays... Spider-Man plays to packed house. Who is the Spider-Man? And he's getting super famous. He's getting better at his tricks. He shoots lines across the wall and climbs climbs across him and everything. And his accuracy is so good he can web somebody where this woman is holding up a tiny object. He can web that tiny object without hitting her. So he's basically getting his training that will make him Spider-Man through show business. But he goes home on this one night, and his Uncle Ben has been killed. Says that your aunt is next door, uh, you should go see her. He basically says, I've got to go, I've got to get him. So he runs into his room, he puts his Spider-Man costume back on, he go, climbs out the window, swings around downtown, and I guess they must have said... Let me check real. It was a burglar. Your uncle surprised him. Don't worry, lad. We've got him trapped. He's in the old Acme warehouse. So they told him where he was. He runs out, swings around down to this warehouse, goes inside, and this guy, he sneaks up, he climbs down the wall, and he's like, oh, surprised to see me? Not so half, to, not so half surprised as you're going to be. At this point, the burglar tries to run. The burglar, the as cliche of a bad guy as we could possibly get at this time zone. He jumps across the room from the wall and lands in front of this guy. The guy freaks out and he pulls a gun and Spider-Man webs it immediately. And I'm guessing that the bullet isn't strong enough to go through the gun or the guy can't pull the trigger because it's jammed. It doesn't say, it just says, first my web will relieve you of your gun. And then the guy can't shoot him and he punches the guy one time. Bam! And the dude's down. Afterwards, there's this weird column here where while he's knocked out, he says, that face, oh no, it can't be. He realizes who it was, and he's got, like, eye holes in the mask. There's, like, pupils. It's really weird looking because he even mentions that his the eyes are, like, opaque, he calls them. Uh, they're basically one-way mirrors, and then the captain of the guard basically sees him, and they're like, oh my gosh, because he swings away, and then they find the, uh, they find the burglar, he's all webbed up, and Spider-Man didn't kill him, that was a line, he, wa he went there ready to kill the guy, but then after he hit him like one time, he sees the face, he realizes that it was his own thing that caused it, which is weird because you almost feel like if he'd have realized he let this criminal go once and it cost him his uncle, why would he let this guy go again? But Spider-Man is Mr. They, they, they form a morality around the character and they don't want him to kill people. And he's come close multiple times, but I don't think he's ever really crossed that line that I can remember. Afterwards, you see him, and he's walking down the road, and it basically says, 
A lean, silent figure slowly fades into the gathering darkness. Aware at last in this world with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And that was way back in the first book that you're, that, that the movie, of course, whores that line out like crazy now. But that was a staple of the book. It says, be sure to catch our next issue of Amazing Fantasy for the future amazing exploits of America's most different new teenage idol, Spider-Man, which never actually happened because the next book was The Amazing Spider-Man Issue 1. So, this has been my slight review here of the original... Spider-Man. Now, I'm going to go through these issue by issue, as I said before, and I'm just going to do these one thing at a time, and I hope you enjoy them. I hope I get some information out to you. The first book is actually very short. It's not going to be... This book is shorter than a lot of the other ones that we're going to be going over, but that was the very first tale of Spider-Man, so if you've never heard it, now you have an idea of where he came from, and you pretty much... If if you've seen the Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi first movie, you've pretty much seen this first book. That first book is that movie, except for adding in the Green Goblin and changing some things for later. But the first intro story is really exactly what you've seen there and what has pretty much been the story forever. Just like Batman, his story has never really been revamped in any way. It's... Pretty much always that Uncle Ben dies because he let the guy go and then he's mad and then he becomes Spider-Man. Well, that's all for this issue and I'll catch you guys on the next one.